Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna record the intro, which is this. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I usually do because it's it's the courteous thing to do is to have an intro on your podcast. You can't just leap into a podcast. No, yeah. And uh, and then we and then we play an intro tune, a little a little ditty with a banjo. Uh-huh. And that's really cool. Yeah, I like that. And then and then and then we'll begin a little discussion. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna splice in the, your your <laughs> interactive TED talk that we did at the Holiday Inn in Long Beach. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to re, you got to go into the witness protection program <laughs> against your mom, because she's gonna find yeah. you like she's gonna be in UCLA like every other Wednesday. You know what I found too is that Audrey is really, um, she has started to whenever I'm not here she'll call me with any thought or question she has. Who does? Audrey. <laughs> so the other day when I was with Ryan, she called me and she was like. And she tells, you know, she's thorough, you know, but she tells stories in the, the slowest way. Audrey so she, does? Yeah, yes. she does. She, she doesn't get to the point ever <laughs> sometimes. Well, you're fast. You're super fast. No, I'm like, if, if I'm talking, there's a point. Otherwise, I'm not going to waste anyone's time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't waste my time. I won't waste yours. Yeah. And she called me and she was like, so there's a Chipotle fundraiser tonight. But I have something I'm going to do today. When was this? This was like Friday or something like that. Maybe it was like... She called to tell you about a fundraiser? Yeah. Okay. And so she... Well, and eventually she had a point. But I was like, what's what's going on here? <laughs> eventually. I was like, what are, what are you calling me about? It's like, okay, that's great you have plans. Good for you. Do, do stuff. She's indulging in the moment. Yeah. And she was like, but I have something to do. But I guess I'll make an appearance. Like, it's like a school fundraiser at Chipotle. And Carl and everyone want me to go. Um, and then eventually she was like, so where's McHenry? What? <laughs> She's like, they said it's the Chipotle on McHenry. <laughs> and I was like, the main road. The only road. She doesn't know where McHenry is? The only road you need to know in Modesto. She only lives like, she can hit the road of the rock. Mm-hmm. Well, she lives there. Target. It's the road Target's on. She said, Target's on two roads, Chloe. Oh, God. And oh, I was boy. like, okay, fine. Barnes and Noble, McHenry Bowl, Walmart. And she was like, so, so those are all on one road. And I was like, yeah, yes. What street is McHenry Bowl on? Yeah. <laughs> Stanford. Mm. Um, I think she eventually got there, but um, took her a while. It took her a while to find McHenry Avenue? Yeah. Wow. I well, don't really understand. Doesn't she use uh, navigation on her? Phone ring? Yeah, but like, she's super. I don't actually. I don't know if she does, but she really wanted one of those, one of those little, like, you know, the thing you have in your car where you put your phone on it. Mm-hmm. But the vents in our little Rav Four are like the rinkiest little things ever. So you put anything on there and they just fall. <laughs> so you, like you can't put anything on there. Yeah. Um. But she was wanting to get one of those. I don't think she ever did, but. Cause she, cause she's still at the stage of driving where she just like, two hands on the wheel, eyes laser, forward. Yeah. Yeah. I had my, my, my first girlfriend in high school. Uh, she when she was learning to drive, she would simply stare at the front of the hood, 
That's how she, yeah. Really? Yeah, she backed into the building one time that, that she bought her ins- car insurance from. She actually bought insurance, car insurance, and then... And then showed them why she needed it? Yeah, and then back, and then, yeah, backed right into the building when she was leaving. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, so at least she's not doing that yet. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll be a matter of time. <laughs> it will. So tell me, okay, tell me again. Mm-hmm. I made a note of this, but it didn't come up in the little TED talk that that mm-hmm. we did in Long Beach, but what is, um, why are Mongolians 95% lactose intolerant? Oh. Um, mom, uh. she'll figure her stuff out. <laughs> she'll get it She together. just called you. Yeah, she did. Sometimes Good it'll be Lord. five times in a row, all at different points. You know, we're, we're perched atop Big Bear Lake here, and we're as far, <laughs> I think we're as far as we could conceivably get, and she still is calling you like every... Mm-hmm. Four minutes, but that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. So, okay. So, tell me again. Why are Mongolians 95% lactose intolerant? I don't know. Is that real? Yes. Mongolians are 95% lactose intolerant, and most of their diet consists of dairy. They have seven species of animal that they get milk from. Now I don't remember what all of them are, but it's like, Jeez, you know. seven? Cow, goat. Yak. Yak. Um, camel. Chicken. <laughs> they find a way. They got seven of them. Um, yeah, I don't remember Lizard. all of them. But they, <laughs> they get it anywhere. Because they, um, basically, for about half the year, they take out um, a reserve of... Um, culture like that you make yogurt from and they make that entire season's worth of food from this ancient culture that they've had for generations and generations and um it's basically like it's the most pure and sustaining form of collection of microbiota that you could get in dairy so i think that even though they are yeah, like ninety five percent lactose intolerant. They're consuming most of it in very, um, like, forms like yogurt and things like that that are have a lot of um, bacteria in them that are really healthy for the gut. So it counteracts the lactose yeah. intolerance. So they aren't necessarily, you know, just like drinking milk straight all the time, and they also aren't, you know, doing all using all like the dairying processes that we have in like. A lot of other like modern countries and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so the big issue right now is that people are actually trying to move into Mongolia and set up these dairying farms and stuff like that to transfer what they their traditional methods are into this but that would destroy all the good bacteria essentially Whoa. so and that's what often happens is when you know that's why like Greek yogurt is processed a lot less than other yogurts so that usually has the greatest amount of probiotics and things like that in it Okay. So it's better for you, even if like you are, you know, traditionally lactose intolerant and things like that. But wouldn't there be more probiotics in the Mongolian? Yes, stuff? there are. There's a lot more probiotics in their stuff because there is this built up probiotics over generations, and then they store that. So do probiotics then 
uh, like, okay, say you're lact say you're just you, you're lactose intolerant, mm -hmm. you go to the store and you want to buy one of those little yogurts with the probiotics. Yeah. Are you gonna get sick if you're ninety five? I think it depends because that's also a like an issue of just like um same thing if like you haven't had any form of dairy in a while you know and like your body doesn't really know how to react to it because we do have a mutation all of us have a mutation that processes um dairy uh -huh. and lactose that's the thing that we have to process that we weren't made to process um but for some of us it doesn't do the job all the time you know and so it's harder for our body to digest it mm -hmm. but there are things like the probiotics in those yogurts will and more often over time, they will build our gut to um, better process it and take more so, like, take more of the nutrients out of it that we wouldn't traditionally be getting. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good, that's a good segue into the, into the episode today. Considering the fact that we ran into Andrew Huberman yesterday, <laughs> Dr. Andrew Huberman, Doctor. at Topanga State Park, and he was with Whitney Cummings, which I think he was trying to—he's trying to—he's trying to get his hooks into her. That's for sure. <laughs> but um, it's so weird that um, the topic for. Well, he, he would be an interesting guy to chat about this too because yeah. he, t like, the other one I listened of his was, uh, uh, not, the one, recent one was addiction, but the one prior to that was, uh, oh, depression. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he kind of, he kind of comes at a lot of things through uh, through diet as well. Well, that's what's really interesting because we've been learning a lot about the microbiome. And I've known about this kind of stuff for a while. I'm really interested in this. Um, there's actually a lot... Of, there's not enough research on it right now, but it is being shown that there's a lot of connection between your microbiome and your gut health to depression and anxiety and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, less so anxiety more so depression because that is um a lot more like what happened how, how what happens like like if you have <clears throat> is it a bad biome yeah like because you can have because we're, we're made up of bacteria we're made up of different like hosts of biomes and things like that all different parts of our bodies are like different like the our left forearm and our right forearm have their own microbiomes and the, like the left arm microbiome is more similar to like your right leg microbiome than it is to the right arm microbiome. Everything is super different, but it's all interconnected. And so a lot of it has to do like with how it gives, like how it interacts with the hormones in our body and the signals that we do or don't like interpret in our body. So like that's where like with the neurotransmitters obesity, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like whatever signal that gut biome is sending through the neurotransmitters is what's going to alarm you as far mm -hmm. as anxiety and stuff. Yes, or what you won't pick up on. So things like you won't, you know, you could have decreased intake of uh, serotonin and things like that, and so be your body is less able to feel happiness. Essentially, you're not mm -hmm. having the right 
pathways that will uptake that. So that's why, like, you know, because I, I've looked into a lot of, like, you know. Maybe that's what's wrong with me, because I'm dead inside. I feel that. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing. It's like a. Oh my gut biome. <laughs> yeah, I gotta eat some more yogurt. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I can't. But, um, I've wanted to look into a lot of that more so. And so, like, things like, um, because vitamin D has been proven a lot more, especially in the wintertime, to aid with at least seasonal affective um, disorder. So, sad. What does? Vitamin D. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that's yeah. an actual hormone, that, yeah, from what yeah. I understand. Because mm-hmm. that is actually, like, you know, that's why you need sunlight and stuff like that. That's yeah. what keeps you happy and functioning and things like that. Energy levels and association with depression, but... Um, they are experimenting more with probiotics and finding out what those can and can't do. Because, um, you know, people buy probiotics over the counter all the time, and there's no harm in doing that at all right now. But most of the time, it's just like a marketing thing where it's just like, yeah. It seems extemporaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Or superfluous. Yeah. Or other five syllable words. Yep. <laughs> so it, it, and we don't know which bacteria do what quite yet. Because, like, there's a ton, you know, like. Um, but they're also all different in different parts of your body. Um, so, but there's, there's a ton of things that I think there's, there's going to be more research on probiotics and how that affects mental health and stuff like that. Cause we're, we're learning more about how those can be connected. There seems to be like this, um, kind of a lag in this kind of maybe a loop of understanding. Yeah. And which starts with, well, first your diet, and then your just kind of your motor functions, maybe your motor neurons in your brain, mm-hmm. and then it sweeps around and picks up the, the gut biome, the probiotics, the food, the diet, the vitamins and minerals, mm-hmm. and then how they interact with your neurotransmitters, and then the closing gap is like, if for some reason you're not successful in the loop of that health, I guess, I, to, yeah. to coin it, to give it a name, I guess, uh, like a like a health loop. Mm-hmm. The missing the missing code is is where people fall into that anxious and depressive state, or whatever the situation is, and then people like Huberman who talk about coping with well dealing with stuff like depression mm-hmm. through uh, excuse me nutrition. So. Um, as well as in conjunction with just your overall well-being. Mm-hmm. So, but the gap that's the, the the final gap that the that what I appear what it sounds like they're trying to close is the um, the missing link was has has been um, kind of under wraps for a long time because they're starting to administer uh, like well mental health being a big part of that. The remedy for mental health instead of the uh, opiates that uh-huh. are being that have always been subscribed or prescribed they're turning to more homeopathic or natural yeah. psilocybin oriented mm-hmm. not necessarily for the psilocybin effect but the other chemicals in the like the mushrooms and the yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh but not only i mean for uh not only that but like ketamine yeah yeah is uh have you, have you read much up on the ketamine? I've heard of those kind of things being looked into and implemented. 
because that that girl Whitney Cummings is uh-huh. she's a big ketamine oh, okay. person because she's she um, like I subscribe to her podcast mm-hmm. but I don't I don't listen often enough but I know her well enough to know that through her podcast that that's a big thing for her mental health uh-huh. and um, so it's so weird that we ran into him yesterday yeah I, I feel bad that I kind of shined her off so I'm kind of like looking <laughs> She'll back be okay yeah I'm like hey she was in full hair and makeup someone else will recognize her. you know what though I, I yeah, I think she was, but I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Well, because Huberman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she wanted a piece she of Hubes. She wasn't there to hike. She wanted a piece of Hubes, too. She didn't care about whatever picnic was happening there. No. Uh-uh. But, that's, but the ketamine, you know, ke- you know, ketamine is just a horse tranquilizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's using, like, anesthesia and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but they're using that for mental health now, for, like, PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as, or alongside, or um, as opposed to, so, you know in conjunction with psilocybin type mm-hmm. mushrooms and things like that. So that's probably the one. See, Huberman doesn't really, he doesn't go full force into, like he doesn't go full backing into that. Yeah. The podcast I listened to, he was with the doctor, her name was Dr. Anna Lemke, and she was, um, she'd, wrote, she'd written a book, it was about uh, addiction. Oh, and okay. addiction is the other, uh, that was something else that, that, that they were talking about in relation to. Um, remedying with just um, was it addiction? I thought it was. I thought they were trying to remedy with that with. Oh no, it's ibogaine. Oh okay. For addiction. Mm-hmm. Which is just a plant. See, all these are plants. Mm-hmm. Like in the you know in the rainforests. Yeah. Pr- primarily in South America too, like the ayahuasca. Ooh. Wow. Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! The storms rolling in. This is the big one. <laughs> we got thunderclouds coming in up here at Big Bear Lake. <laughs> and um, so it was. Um, I began, which is a plant, but it's illegal here. Oh, All the good stuff is illegal here. Well, because that's you know I find that really interesting too. Is that you know ayahuasca is illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, a, a majority of medicines, antibiotics, all these things that we had, you know, when we were first developing um, medication, essentially, treatments and stuff like that, they're all plant-based. Like, everything is, everything is chemical-based plant. and plant-based. Yeah. And then the big thing was, well, how do we market this? Well, you, you get it synthetic. So then it all became synthetic chemicals and plant-based things that aren't, you know... You don't need the plant. You don't need to have the connection to the plant anymore. Uh, you ju- you can just make it in a lab. And so the more often they can do that, the more they can make from it. But these plant-based things, you know, are still really what we always come back to because they're always there and they do have purposes. Like, yeah, the first antibiotic, that was just on a melon. It was a mold on a melon. Yeah. Natural. It's completely natural. That's but you got to mass produce it somehow. <clears throat> Bacteria but, interacting with other bacteria yeah to be ingested by bacteria yep to fix r- bad bacteria to get away bacteria mm-hmm. yeah so ketamine I think is I don't know if that's legal technically I don't think that I'm not sure that's legal either yeah I will I doubt that even if it was it would be prescribed often except for or prescribed, given out, whatever, 
except for people, you know, people like Whitney Cummings who can, you know, reasonably have access to it and not through just, you know, primary healthcare, but other aspects of it, you know, like the LA type of healthcare where it's oh. like you go to a you pay doctor feel good, uh, you know. Well, that could be too. I don't, I don't know the circumstances. I just yeah. know that she was. I, from what I gather, she probably went through a lot of anxiety because, mm -hmm. like, she used to write and produce a TV show. I don't know. Okay. What, I can't remember which one it was. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's pretty stressful, you know. Oh yeah. And but she doesn't do it anymore. But she's still, you know, a comic and all that. And when um, I don't know, just just in general, people are more anxious these days, anyway. Mm -hmm. So she got. So I, I, so that's something that seems to be working for, but, um, but yeah, that seems that that's the last gap. It sounds like to kind of one of the last gaps to close is like once you kind of rein in your mental health, it'll probably get in lockstep with the rest of your your yeah. body. You know, yeah. The, the uh, what's the word? Uh, oh, um, the whole yin and yang of everything. The mm. balance, the balance of your body. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's see. Da 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 ba ba dee ba dee dee. All right. So, I'll keep I'll keep today's episode fairly short, but <laughs> but just to recount. So I'm going. Um, so I came down. Came out on Monday. I stayed the night. Malibu Creek State Park, which is cool. It's probably where I'll be staying when I come down periodically. Then I ran into Mel Gibson at a stoplight in Malibu. <laughs> then, I, then I ran into my daughter. <laughs> by coincidence. By coincidence. Just happened. And then we... Then we had... Then we had... Then what did we do? What did we do? Um, Monday... Does that... Oh, yeah, because we circled back. You picked me up around... Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday. Went to Westwood, checked out UCLA. That's right. We checked out UCLA. Mm -hmm. And um, we ate at Fat Sal's. Yeah. Got a Fat Sal sandwich. <laughs> so, for both subscribers, I'm going to put pics of Fat Sal's up on my Instagram. <laughs> I know you guys are chomping at the bit. So, <clears throat> then we went back, had a muffin with old Ryan. Mm -hmm. Talked and talked film and movies and directors. Then we took off for. Oh, I took. Oh, I I decided I was gonna stay in Long Beach instead of hoofing it back up to Malibu. Mm -hmm. And then stay the night in Long. I think we're gonna stay. I think tonight. Yeah, we're gonna come down off of Big Bear. We're gonna go through. I want to go through Corona and check out Glen Eden. Mm -hmm. I gotta wake up. I'm kind of in a zone. Are you? Are you like as out of it as I am? I'm. I'm better now. Are you? I got more food. I got real coffee. Okay. Yeah. And then we ran in, and then and then and then we went to Topanga State Park, and the only two other people there were Andrew Huberman, and Whitney Cummings. Yep. And boy, were they thrilled to see us. They weren't thrilled to see... She wasn't thrilled to see me because I was more interested in talking to Dr. Andrew Huberman. I should... I didn't even call him doctor either. I'm like, no, yeah. hey, aren't you Andrew Huberman? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> he didn't seem to mind. He, he was really cool, though. Like, he yeah. really, um, 
receptive to like talking. Well, because he's not a he's not a celebrity. Yeah, that's why he wants to get recognized. And that and I totally shined off Whitney. I'm like, uh -huh. hey, Whitney, what's up? Like, uh -huh. like as if I like I just saw her at like the rec at the rec hall, you know, like, mm -hmm. as if I just bumped into her over at you know Albertsons. You either gave him all the power, or just pissed her off for the rest of the day. I don't know. Nah. She 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 recovered though. She recovered. She's a pro. Yeah. So I keep bumping into these celebrities, and now I'm, I'm probably gonna accidentally bump into Bre uh, Bro uh, Brody Jenner. <laughs> What's his brother's name? Brandon. I, I think, think it's Brandon. I think it is Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. So, or one of the Jenners. A Jenner. A Jenner. Yeah. And then we made our way up to Big Bear Lake. Yep. The only time, the only thing I've ever, well, my buddy Jonathan lives around here, and he's probably gonna walk right by. I think I, I saw the bookstore. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think it's on the other side of this road. Something like that. On the main drag? Yeah, it's like on the corner of the, the main area and like a little inlet over there. The only the other thing I know about this place, other than my buddy Jonathan living here, is that I think this is where... I think this is where... Uh, Um, hey, there's a Range Rover. Is who it Mel Gibson? Who, who it Hello, Mel Gibson. What if Mel Gibson followed me up here to Big? Or he didn't I bet he did. What if he just came up here randomly and then yeah. he just saw me? He saw again. you again. Uh, he's like, oh, he's hey. like, God. He's like, give me back my son. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, Mel Gibson, I don't have your son, Mel Gibson. <laughs> the only other thing I know about Big Bear Lake. Or that I that I identify with Big Bear Lake. I think this is where uh, Ben Folds, the 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 musician. Oh really? He he was up here in a van when William Shatner called him and wanted to do an album with him. Okay. No, all right, all so, right. So, which they did. I um, and it was it was pretty interesting. He he provided Ben Folds provided. He was sitting in a. Can you imagine being up in Big Bear Lake? Yeah. Like, the top of a mountain. Sitting in a van. And your phone goes off, and it's William Shatner. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, I want to do an album with you." You know how that happens. It, yeah. Well, it happens. Yeah. It does happen. But it was more of a, uh, not a spoken word album, because there was some music. But he did some covers. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. what was that? Because I own that album. I'm trying to remember what <laughs> album it was. So, let's see. Let me look that up. So William Shatner. Album, William Shatner album with Ben Folds. You know who Ben Folds is, right? Yeah. Is it? Oh, it's. I think it's has been. It's called has been. Hmm. So what? I could be um, William Shatner's second musical album after oh yeah it is so William Shatner because okay. William Shatner he did an album in 68 mm -hmm. called The Transformed Man where he did a, a cover of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds oh really? have you ever heard it? I don't think so you probably so. would have remembered that because it's bizarre and it's funny and it's awesome 
and I don't think he meant it. You may have played it for me at some point. If I ever had heard it, it would be. We're going to play it on the way down. All right. So, so that, so the second album is Has Been. Oh, well, that's right. He did a cover of, it was uh, Common People. Pulp, he did a cover of Pulp's Common People. Oh, okay. William Shatner did a cover of that Pulp's Common People. That interesting. With Ben Folds doing the, creating the arrangements. And so the album was kind of built and orchestrated around Shatner's prose poems. And huh. Oh, and it featured a guest appearance from Joe Jackson, which he is from the 80s, like uh-huh. from 1980. Like not the <laughs> 80s really, but like 78, 79, 80. But uh-huh. uh, he's, he sings the song, Stepping Out Tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stepping out. <laughs> He won a Grammy. We had to li- we had to listen to that shit in elementary school, but love it. So the, uh, so Joe Jackson was on. Oh, so Joe Jackson was on the album mm-hmm. on a cover of Pulp's "Common People." Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Mann did backing vocals. She's um, she was she sings that song. That one I played yesterday. Save me, why don't you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Save me. Well, she was also in Till Tuesday. Hush, okay. hush, keep it down now. Voices uh-huh. carry. And then, um, oh, and Henry Rollins was in the uh, on the album. I, you know what? Henry Jeez. Rollins and William Shatner are actually good friends. Okay, okay. And Henry Rollins is not friends with anybody. And finally, Brad Paisley. Yeah. And, of course. And Adrian Ballou are all on this album. And Adrian Ballou is a guitar... He, he's a famous, 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 famous guitarist. Uh-huh. Did a lot of stuff like David Bowie. Oh, okay, okay. All these people. So, wow. So Ben Folds is sitting up in a van. Probably some kind of blacked out 18-looking yeah. van, you know, with no windows. Probably smoking pot in the van. Yeah. And he gets a call from William Shatner up here at Big Bear Lake. Um... Asking him if he wanted to do this album. And it's got yeah, the craziest, like most bizarre thing ever. And it's called Has Been. Wow. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So there you go. Well, Big Bear Lake's got that. I think it was Big Bear Lake. But anyway, so I'm going to splice in, I'm going to splice in the, uh, your little TED Talk. <laughs> To, to kind of finish off our little our little podcast here. By the way, apparently ketamine is on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. So no way. Yeah. Is it le- but is it legal here? I don't know if it's legal here. Of course not, because it would be too good. Yeah. Too beneficial. They don't want they don't want us to actually stop being depressed or anxious. Exactly. They just want us to think that we are. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to sign off now. I'm going to talk at you all later. <laughs> and I'm going to say arrivederci, babies. <laughs> but if you want to stick around for the bonus footage, it's five. It's a five minute and eleven five and a five minute and eleven second TED talk <laughs> about um, about um, the benefits of, of <laughs> natural <laughs> childbirth versus C sections. So, stay tuned, folks. <laughs> Love you all. Here it comes. Beep. Okay. So, according to my kid, who is 
What's, what's your major? Human biology and society. Human biology and society. She espouses that, <laughs> and it is in fact statistically uh, documented that those who pass through the birth canal, as opposed to C-section, are, what do you, how do you phrase it? Those born through the vaginal canal are more like, well, they are coded in a microbiota when they are born. Coded in a microbiota? Yes. And so they get all a of biota? The, it, isn't I, that, I'm, I'm isn't that a bounty hunter in one of those Star Wars movies? Yeah, no. definitely. So, okay, so they have better protection. And those, yes. and the, the C-sections, now. Those in the C-section, what they're trying to do, because you don't get any of the bacteria that way. Coming out of the, the C-section, you do not get the same bacteria. So essentially, what you don't get is... Um, tell me what. Tell me about the uh, the obesity. You uh, you don't get the genetic genetic. Yes, you have. You don't have the right bacteria and signals that will tell you to stop eating. So if you are born by C-section, you are far more likely to eventually have obesity. Again, it's dependent on like other genetics too. Mm. But with everything else factored in, you're more likely to not be able to have the signal that stops you from eating when you're full. And you're more likely to have asthma. But we, as, as a country or a state, are 33%... As a country, we have 33% percent C-section. Percent C-section rates as compared to vaginal. But you said the European Union, Union is higher? No, they're less. They have less C-section births as a whole. There, there are uh, certain countries that Who's have, higher than us? Um, I think it was... Uh, Somewhere in South America. I think it might have been Brazil. Let me see. So do they have a higher concentration of obesity? That's the thing, is that it's also dependent on social factors. So because those like countries... Like you don't have food? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because that would be tough to be obese without food. Yeah, that, that makes things hard. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Like I got nothing to go on here. Um, where is it? So Brazil has up to 50% C-section? I want to say it's Brazil, but I want to double check. I don't want to be incorrect. Yeah, it's a third in the United States. Um, yeah, Latin America and the Caribbean rates are as high as 4 in 10, often around 43% of births. Um, in five countries, the Dominican Republic, okay. Brazil, Cyprus, Egypt, and Turkey, C-sections now outnumber vaginal births. Whoa. Yeah. Why though? That's a that's a good question because a lot of the time it's a it's a similar to the antibiotic crisis in which it's preventative. So they will plan from the very beginning it's going to be a C-section birth. There are a lot of factors where it's like you know high risk deliveries, twins. Because they just don't want to do kegels. They don't want to do kegels. <laughs> no, they don't want to prepare for that. <laughs> yeah, but um. Wow. So, so like so Egypt, mm-hmm. Brazil, mm-hmm. Dominican Republic, Dominican Republic. Uh, Turkey and Cyprus. Holy moly. Places like Southern Europe, 47%. Wow. Australia and New Zealand, 45%. Whoa. Um, We're actually lower. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Because that's the other thing is that we do have a lot less regulations on things like antibiotics in meat. So our diets are different. And those, because those antibiotics alone in the meats and stuff can already affect your your, your microbiome. Yeah. So those alone 
yeah, first of all, being born by C-section, and then adding on other things that are also going to destroy your microbiome, that in conjunction with it will completely put you out of whack. Whoa. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, so let's see. I can't believe we're, we're lower than the, those other countries, though, with yeah. C-sections. Cause... Well, because here's, here's the thing. In, least, <clears throat> in the least developed countries in the world, about 8% of women give birth by C-section. So in the least developed countries. So other sure. countries are doing it more, but they aren't the least developed countries. Well, because well, least developed countries don't yeah, have... Yeah, they don't have access to that. That's yeah. not safe or reasonable. Yeah. Not even an option. Yeah. Most births aren't even... Wow, developed. that's so wild. Yeah. I'm just surprised that we're as low as we are compared to those other countries because... Yeah, we're, we're higher than the world total because the world total is 21%. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like in Burma, they're like down to like 2%. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's pick up. <laughs> let's go pick up the base, Burma. Or should I say Myanmar? Okay. And that's the podcast, folks. So, dun, 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 fuck off.